It's one of the hardest things an NBA coaching staff has to do. So we'll just try it on Locked On Jazz next. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Jazz, the quest to build a 48-minute rotation for this roster. Who do you pair together? Who should you split? How do you work the minutes? Who plays in two stints? Who plays in three? We'll do all of it. On today's edition of Locked on Jazz, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider, and this is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. We are free and available on all podcasting apps. We are also available on YouTube where play along today. We'll be asking you some questions, get your insights and your thoughts, or hit me on the X slash Twitter at DLock09. Thank you very much to the everydayers who join us each and every day. And thanks for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So this is an exercise that actually takes hours. And we'll just do the best we can in today's Locked On Jazz. And I cannot wait to read your comments. It'll probably propel us into some other comments. So as you're listening today, feel free to hit me up on Twitter slash X at DLock09 or comment on YouTube. I'll make sure I go back and review them. One of the most, I've done this, I've actually been fortunate enough to do this with uh, a few different times in my career where I was able to go to a coach's meeting or coach's retreat where the coaches preseason sat down and tried to build their rotation. It sounds so simple. You listen to fans after games and they'll kill every coach imaginable about what they did and didn't do in the rotation on a given night all the time. And yet, if you try to sit down right now, hit pause on our video and sit down Give yourself a starting five. Give substitutions probably at the six-minute mark, three-minute mark, and then you start the quarter. And then I do nine-minute mark and five-minute mark of the second quarter and fourth quarter. Assume for a moment that your first half and your second half substitutions are the same. No player can go over 36 minutes. I have Lowry like right there. It's too many. I sometimes I'll give you a thought on that, why, why you can project that. And try to figure out your minutes. Try to figure out your rotations. Look at who you got on the floor. Crazy hard to do. Seriously. Hit hit pause, screenshot them, send them to me. We'll look at them. I love it. You're an everyday or you're willing to do this kind of stuff. I've been working on it. I had, here was version one. Here was version two. Here was version three. Version four. I think might have something to it. But I got some problems. You end up with gaps. You end up with these weird format gaps. So in the meeting, times when I've been fortunate enough to be to one of these meetings with the coaches and watch them work on that, which is incredibly, truly, like hours. 
Someone points out, someone says something, points out something, coach asks a question, boom, 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 boom. And coaches are different. Some coaches want a very regimented substitution pattern. And as we've seen out of Will Hardy, he had last year on a unique team a real willingness to kind of let it fly. And it depends who you are. I don't actually believe there's a right and wrong here at all. In fact, I will tell you, it depends a little bit on your roster. The Jazz had the veteran roster team that had like Hassan Whiteside as the backup center. The Jazz really had to keep Hassan Whiteside very narrowly focused. Because Hassan, if you start loosening up that role, would be frustrated. If you suddenly one day let him finish it out and let him, and Rudy sits, then the next day he's really, really upset. He's not getting to do it again. But if you can narrow focus him, like, hey, you're coming in here, you're going out here no matter what, it's not a penalty, it's not a punishment, you don't need to be upset when you leave, you get more out of him. If you start breaking that rule with a guy like Hassan Whiteside, well, then every time he checks out, he was he could, he could can get upset about his role because he's been a starter, he's started a bunch of games, he's done more in the league, and he thinks he can continue to do more. So you, I, I personally get that. Like in Jerry Sloan used to always say, You want your players to know when they're checking in, what their role is, and when they check out. Now, Will showed in this last year an incredible level of flexibility, and the players showed an incredible willingness to kind of do that with Will. So the first thing when you're building rotation, you have to, is two parts. Who should be paired together? So let me, let's start there. What Utah Jazz players, in your mind, should be paired together? So one is that's interesting is how, how you want to use Ochai Baji. So I don't know if this is necessarily how you're pairing him together, but my general feeling is I want Ochai Baji probably is my one player who can defend their best player. Who's defending the De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento, the Jamal Murray in Denver, the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George in the Clippers, the LeBron on the Lakers. Like, who on our roster is defending this player? We can run it right down. Frankly, who's defending Luka? Who's defending, right? Or who's, right? Because there's also Kyrie. It's 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 not Jordan Clarkson. It's not Colin Sexton. It's not Keontae George. It's not Taylor Horton Tucker. It, it's Ochai Baji. So, that, like, that's the first question to me is Ochai Abaji probably has to be the one guy on our roster who can defend the offensive force that is their best player. The second aspect of this is now who do you pair him with? So part of me kind of wants to pair Ochai with Lowry. I feel like one, it lets Ochai take the defensive burden. Ochai, Lowry takes the offense burden. Ochai is of all of the guys we've talked about, Ochai is probably the most limited of the players offensively, right? He, he's really a catch-and-shoot guy. Well, you need to have an offensive player like Lowry and maybe Clarkson, your two best offensive players, on the floor together to be able to maximize Ochai's offensive ability. So I want to pair Ochai with Lowry so he's on the floor, can be the best defensive player, but also so he's on the floor with Lowry and can get that offensive game off him. And I kind of like him being with Clarkson, but I'll get to that in a second. So one of my first pairings is actually Ochai with Lowry. My second pairing, 
I've got for you is probably you're going to go, huh? So a little bit of my second pairing is Kelly Olenek with Keontae George. And maybe even Kelly Olenek with Taylor Hendricks, depending on whether he's in your rotation or not. One, I just think Kelly is a settling force, a ball handler, a ball mover. I actually just think you're so much better when Kelly's on the floor. It's always been the case in his career. But I also think, depending on what we're doing, I probably don't want Keontae George and Walker Kessler on the floor together a tremendous amount because I'd probably like to let Keontae George play in a stre- in a wide-open floor where he can drive and has huge driving lanes in a five-out form uh, situation. And I feel the same way about Colin Sexton. That I kind of want Colin Sexton staying in that wide open floor, drive to the basket, put your head down, not have to make a lot of decisions and make plays. Now, how do you do that? Like, I don't know entirely what our five out lineup is. The funniest thing is, when I first did this, I had Ochai Abaji on the floor for 48 minutes. Like, I just kept putting Ochai Abaji on the floor. First, I had Ochai Abaji starting because Ochai Abaji had to guard the best players. And then I had Ochai Abaji playing the three when I slid Lowry to the center. But then if, with Kelly Olynyk on the floor and then a wide open floor, I loved this lineup of Keontae George, Colin Saxton, Ochai Abaji, Kelly Olynyk, and maybe Lowry Market, all spread floor. Maybe even Taylor Hendricks. Loved it. Not sure I could defend anyone, but loved it. And then I realized I had Ochai Abaji on the floor all day. So we got to figure that out. So the players I would pair together are Kelly Olenek and Keontae George, surprisingly, and Ochai Abaji and Lowry Markkinen. Who are the players you would split? Now, the obvious is if you have Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert, you're splitting those. We don't really have that. So who are the players that you would split? We'll touch on that as we continue on Locked On Jazz. And then we will put together, to the best of our ability, we'll try to put together an actual rotation on the show and let you guys discuss it, talk, tell me all the things are wrong with it, and figure it out as we get that done. Today's show is brought to you by my friends over at Intercap Lending. And, and when I say friends, I mean Steve Carter. I mean Brock's pretty cool too. But I mean Steve Carter, the greatest single loan officer ever. Intercap Lending is adaptive to change. They've been able to get deals done. That's why they've grown so much, and their customer service is second to none. Steve Carter has done a few of our loans. I talked to him recently about something I had going on. Gave me great advice. He's done our COO of Locked On's loans. He does it all. He's get the best customer service, and particularly in a kind of ever-changing loan environment right now. So we've got this for you. It's our own personal loan officer. I'll help you out. His name is Steve Carter. And the reviews are just, I can give you my review. Carl, Carl, our COO, can give his review. Or I can run down just the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews we've gotten. Probably not hundreds. You understand my point. From locked on people. There's no one I love suggesting more than Steve Carter. So you can give Steve a call at 385-885-28. Or one better. Just email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. And I'll get you taken care of. Set you up with Steve. And you can... Find get the locked on discount and the locked on VIP treatment from Steve Carter. Intercap lending NMLS number 19 465. For more information, 
Visit Intercap Lending. Today's show is also brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On and the official betting partner of Major League Baseball. Well, if you're looking to get into the game a little bit, take your first swing at betting with MLB. FanDuel has got the deal for you right now. It is the first bet, no sweat first bet. Here's how it works. You take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel. You get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. Get up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks. You land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line, the over-under, who's going to hit the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet than MLB than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball and the official sports book of Locked On. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Five-star reviews on Spotify, Apple are greatly appreciated. Subscribe and follow on YouTube. All right. So we talked about who we pair together. Who do we split? When you're in the comments section, feel free to drop it in there. What players should be split? I only really came up with one pair I want split, and I'm not entirely sure they don't close together, which is, gets to be our next question. And that is, I think Sexton and Clarkson are split. I want either Colin Sexton or Jordan Clarkson on the floor at all times. And that's why you split, guys, because you want to make sure one of them's on the floor at all times. We need somebody on the floor at all times that can score it, create and score it. And we really have two guys that are super good at driving, creating, scoring, and maybe creating for other people as well. Talon's not bad at it, but he's, I, don't, I think these two guys are better. And I don't know that Talon makes the rotation, right? If the guard rotation... Is Sexton is Clarkson, Obaji, Sexton, and Keanu George? Where does Taylor Horton Tucker fit? Now, if Obaji slides down and plays some backup three, that might be where he fits. But I had Obaji playing forty-eight minutes, and as I said, so you've got to at some point take Obaji off. Maybe Taylor fits there. Maybe that's Samanich. Maybe that's Hendricks. I I cannot quite figure out who Lowry's backup three is in this because I actually think Lowry slides to some center minutes when Walker's off the floor. And maybe he's playing with Linux at that point. Maybe he's playing with Collins and Linux. Do we always split Collins and Linux? I don't think so. Is there anyone else you would always split? So you're always going to, obviously, if you were playing Yerk Saban and Kessler, but I'm not sure that Yerk Saban's in the rotation. Are you always splitting Ochai with anyone? Don't see why. Ochai is kind of the most versatile, can do everything guy we have. Are you all. Uh, is there a scenario where you're willing to put John Collins and Kelly Olenek on the floor together? They're really both fours, not very good fives, but maybe. So the only split I have is that. The final piece, as you put these puzzle pieces together, this is why this is such an exciting and fun and amazing exercise is to try to build a rotation as you start doing this. This is what the coaches have done when I've been in these meetings. Okay, who should be paired together? Who should be split? And then who closes? Work backwards. What's our closing five? And this is where Will Hardy has been so interesting because he's willing to change it every night. So is Kessler starting closing every night? I would think so. But 
someone spreads this out, maybe you're going to have to do something else. But let's go with it. You want to build your rotation so that Kessler can close, so that marketing can close, and that Clarkson can close. Right? I think that's the likely scenario. And so when you do that, what you've got to do is make sure that none of those guys have played so many minutes by five minutes left in the second or fourth quarter that they that they don't have anything left, right? In other words, you can't have Lowry have been on the floor for 14 of the previous, what is that, uh, 19 minutes, and then he's going to play the final five, and all of a sudden he's playing 19 minutes and a half. He's on pace to play 38 minutes. You can't do that. So you, as you build this rotation backwards, the first thing you have to have is like, okay, who's closest? So Clarkson... Markin and Kessler, I think, have to be in a position where their minutes haven't, you don't want them really to exceed 11 of the first 19 minutes of the quarter because they're going to play the final five, get them to 16, that gets them to 32. I frankly have Lowry at 35 or 36 on this because you'd hope that you have enough blowouts during the year or other circumstances where you can cut his minutes back. All right, so if you're in our comment section on YouTube, or if you're just playing along at home, or you're tweeting at me at DLock09, who have you split? What are your pairs? And what are your closing five? Now you get into the fun stuff. So I have Clarkson starting over Sexton, just out of veteran respect. Andy, I think he earned it last year. With Ochai, Lowry, John Collins, and Walker Kessler. John Collins is interesting, but I said I liked the Linux paired with the young guys. I think Kelly can be unbelievably good with the young guys. So my first sub is pretty quickly Kelly Linux for John Collins at the six minute mark. That's my first sub. That lets a Linux play with a starting group. Collins comes out, but Collins is going to, and this is the last piece of how you build these rotations is whether players play two stints or three stints in a half. And this is where it gets super complicated. Some players like some things better. When Mike Conley got later in his career, he worked better as a three-stint player. Rudy worked better as a three-stint player. Remember, the Jazz had Conley and Rudy on the floor against backups for a lot of those minutes, and they killed people. Well, I love the idea of having John Collins play some backup minutes against backups. I think John Collins... With his athleticism and some of the scoring he's done in the past, I think he could be really good. So I like John Collins playing kind of three stints. Play the first six. Maybe play six minutes for the three-minute mark to the nine-minute mark. Uh, another six there. And then have him available if if the if the meet time is right to close for the final four minutes. And there you've got it. So there John Collins. I've decided is a three-stint player. Kelly Olenek gets a little interesting because you bring him at the six-minute mark. Are you just going to ride him all the way out for 12, 14, 16 straight minutes? That gets long. A lot of guys don't like to do that. That's a one-stint. So you got to figure out how you're getting Kelly in the stints and how that's working. If Kelly comes in the six, and I'm drinking John Collins back at three, I have the two of them on the floor together, and I have them with Lowry, in a, where I think Lowry's basically your five at that point. Sexton comes in for Clarkson at the three-minute mark, and Clarkson comes in for Sexton at the five-minute mark. 
So JC's playing 28 minutes. Saxon's only playing 20. He's probably going to want more than that. And maybe you close with both of them. The problem I have right now, the way I've built this, which gets so complicated, is that if Colin Sexton closes and name Nate over take a break, he might play 15 straight minutes. That's not great. This is where this gets wildly complicated with all sorts of problems and really hard. So we'll dig into a little bit more specifics on this as we continue here today on Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by my friends over at Murdoch Chevy, located in Woods Cross and in Logan. The guys do amazing works for you, and the Chevy lineup, the trucks, what can be said about the Silverado and what can be said about the Colorado. Silverado is like sitting in a lazy boy chair, feeling just more powerful than anything you can imagine out there, completely killing it, just with all the power, and the Colorado's the more zippy of the trucks. The SUV lineup is fabulous. We know the Utah County assault vehicles, the Tahoe and the Suburban, and then, of course, you have all the way down from the tracks, the Blazers, the Trailblazers. It's all over at Murdoch Chevy. If you're going to stop by, feel free to email me first. We'll get you the Lockdown VIP treatment with our sponsor over at Murdoch Chevy. They're in Woodcross, and they're in Logan, and we want to help you out. So feel free to email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com, and we'll take care of you over at Murdoch Chevy, giving you the Murdoch's No Regrets and the Chevy Americana all in one place together. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. Hope you're enjoying our little exercise here on trying to put together the rotation. So I have Clarkson, Abaji, Lowry, Collins, Kessler as my starters. Who's your first sub? Mine was a Linux. And my second sub was Sexton. At which point, I then have Sexton with Abaji, Lowry, Collins, and a Linux. And the only reason I still have Abaji on the floor is the best scorer and the other team almost always plays 12 minutes in the first quarter. Most starters, stars, like to play the whole 12-minute first quarter. Some will go out at the three-minute mark. If we can do that, then let's make a sub. And let's get Ochai actually off the floor. But I think you could do this with Sexton subbing for either Clarkson or Ochai, really, depending on the circumstance of their team. You're playing those three guards a little bit. Lowry, Olenek, and Collins. What do we think of Lowry, Olenek, and Collins together? Does that work? Can you play Collins and Olenek together? Can you play Lowry as your backup center like I talk about? I like this because it's a stretch five lineup. And I open the second quarter, I'll bring Keontae George in. So now I've got Sexton and George as my guards, which I like. Two drivers share the ball handling duties. Let's not overwhelm the rookie. I have Lowry off the floor. Who's my backup three? Am I playing Taylor Hendricks now with Collins and Olenek? Am I playing Lucas Samanich? I really didn't have this one. I got stuck here because I have Collins playing the first six minutes. I want John Collins back out on the floor for the final three minutes of the first quarter, and I want him up for the final three minutes of the second quarter to play bench guys. I think John Collins against bench guys is going to be awesome. Lowry's off the floor. Maybe it's Collins, Olenek, and Hendricks with Keontae George and Colin Sexton, and you're just playing that for like four or five minutes with two rookies on the floor. And then 
somewhere around the seven, eight minute mark, uh, Walker Kessler played nine minutes in the first quarter before uh, before Collins' second stint comes in for him. Now you got Walker Kessler's probably checking in about the six, seven minute mark. So he's in about fit four, 15, 16 minutes. And you get him up to 32, 34 minutes a game. Is that how we th- I think that's what we think Walker probably is at 30 minutes a game. If we go with 30 minutes a game, that's 15 per half. If you played him at nine, you get him at the seven minute mark. So maybe that gets 10 minutes and not 10 minutes a night for Taylor Hendricks, and maybe 10 minutes a night for Keontae George as the season starts, and that gives him enough texture and feel of what's taking place. So Kessler comes back around the seven-minute mark. Hendricks gets some minutes in there. Maybe it's Luke John Collins. Checks back out at about, we've talked about this, the three stints. And now you work Clarkson back in. Abaji's back in because the best player's back in to guard him. And you can start playing around with whether Kelly Olenek or John Collins closes, whether I think Walker Kessler's. And you have Lowry coming back in at that seven-minute mark, probably with Walker Kessler. Now, some people might want Walker Kessler or Lowry Market on the floor at all times. It kind of comes together. It's got a few gaps, but I think that's where we start with things. You get Keontae George and Taylor Hendricks 10 minutes a night. Clarkson's likely closing with Abaji. Though Sexton could play 15 straight minutes is what you're asking if he starts closing. Collins comes back on his third stint. I actually don't really have, the one thing I don't have here done very well is I have Kelly Olenek plays at the six-minute mark, comes in at the six-minute mark, and he plays till about the nine-minute mark where Kessler rechecks in for him. So that's only 24 minutes a night for Kelly Olenek unless he circles back. And if he checks out the nine-minute mark, he certainly could circle back to close. And then that takes him up to 24, 30 minutes a night. So there you go. That was my attempt. I want to hear your thoughts. Hopefully you were able to follow it and hear this. I want to touch on one other thing. Kid Kessler heading down to Vegas for his big team USA venture. This is going to, this can only be good for him. Obviously there's an injury risk anytime your guy goes on the floor, but frankly, there's an injury risk if he's working out with Austin in Atlanta. Austin's his trainer. The exposure to the best players in the game for Walker Kessler is going to be outstanding. Just being in shape this early of basketball shape is going to be outstanding. There used to be a whole era where everyone's worried about whether or not it was a good or bad idea for players to play in these settings. It's so dramatically been. Lowry Markin goes and plays for Finland and breaks out. Jordan Clarkson plays for the Philippines and comes back with a more well-rounded game, being the lead guy. Luka Doncic plays for Slovenia and is even better. Team USA guys, up and down. Jason Tatum, all the rest, play for USA. They're better. It's so one-sided now that this experience for Walker Kessler on a team where really Bobby Portis is the only other center, if they are going to play a center, is so outstanding. He really might play a lot, too. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, the the international game will often get the center off the floor. But this is going to be the great test for Walker. First of many of where can he take advantage of some of these international teams where they go small, and can he do well enough that the coaches think he can take advantage of it and they can use him? We've seen him. We saw him win games for the Jazz last year with offensive rebounding late. 
We saw him win games defensively. We've got to see his ability when a smaller man is guarding him that he can go take advantage of that. We talked about the other night. That's the one thing Rudy was just never able to do. So what can Walker develop from three to eight feet when somebody else gets down on him? I saw the Tony Jones athletic article. Will Hardy says, hey, I'll let him shoot some threes on a limited basis this year. He's been working on it. We've seen the, the workout videos of him where he doesn't miss and he looks great. But the fact is, what's most important here is can Walker be enough of a force, <coughs> excuse me, offensively in these international games that he's able to stay on the floor. Supposedly he's gained 15 pounds. I know I talked to Austin a little bit and they've done amazing workouts and Walker's been really diligent. Walker's a perfectionist. He's going to be diligent, but these USA games are a brilliant opportunity for him to be able to stretch his wings, become a bigger force, show his offensive prowess, and then to be around the best players all the time is only going to be positive for him. This is a major step for him and a huge plus for the Jazz that Walker got this unexpected invitation and earned it last year uh, with his play. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. I look forward to reading your comments. Uh, Tweet me at DLock09 or uh, let me know your comments uh, on the – I'll check the YouTube comments to see what you have to say today about your rotation and what you would be doing on that. We'll touch on it some more uh, as the week goes on. Thanks very much for tuning in. This is Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.